You're listening to Left of the Dial. I'm your host, Kitsy, and with me, as always, is the inconsequential Caleb Coy. Hi. Hi, Caleb. How are you doing? <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm looking over at this table where we have a, a puzzle that we've begun, uh, but turns out it's a very difficult puzzle, and so it sits without, like, without even so much as the border completed, because the border is just all like solid black, mm. and, and the pieces are all very similar and it's a cent- it's a square. And is it, so is it just a solid black square puzzle cuz that sounds awful. <laughs> that would be awful. <laughs> solid color anything even like even just a mild gradient would still be uh a pain. Um but yeah, solid color anything for a puzzle is not good. Uh but this is symmetrical uh and like left and right sides match and then top and bottom match. So uh you're like assembling identical pieces and then have to figure out where they sit in the rotation of the border. It's, uh, it's complicated. It sounds like it. <laughs> it's been, she's been staring at me for the last like week and a half. Well, I'll Cause... gladly trade you for the puzzle that I've been dealing with. Uh, that is this hell house, uh, that I have purchased and now live in. That be the puzzle of home ownership. Yes, the puzzle of home ownership. Uh, this episode is coming out late. Uh, we are recording it after it was supposed to be released due to a flood in my basement, which is my studio and also my home. Uh, so that's been what I've been dealing with all week. That's maddeningly frustrating. It very much is. But on the plus side, we have a banger of a record today. Yeah, we do. Yeah, we do. Yeah, we do. Uh, this record comes to us, uh, well, it came into my life courtesy of your brother, actually, who was on the podcast last week. Yeah, Joshua. Joshua. Uh, he gave me this record uh, when I lived in Syracuse uh, a little over 10 years ago and said, hey, I think you dig this record. And I still listen to it to this day. So he was dead on uh, yes. with that um with that, uh, with that assumption. And uh, as a kind of tie into last week, this uh, record, much like the last record we did, was also produced by Ed Rose. I was looking at that. So uh, this band, uh, Man Alive, they uh, released their... You can cut that out if you want. No, I just realized I didn't say the name of the band. And no. I was like, oh shit, right, you're right. <laughs> yeah, Do so Man Alive, head. Open Surgery is the, is the album from 2005. Yeah, so this this record, um, I, I was just looking at that their um, U.S. releases were done on the Militia Group, which, if you remember uh, from back to when we did Controlling the Famous, uh, that was also a Militia Group band. And I think we might have actually mentioned Men Alive in passing uh, when I was trying to go through like what bands were familiar to me from this label. Uh, but they actually released, they like, recorded this record uh, basically like probably within like six months or so of us releasing standing room only. Uh, so it was like within a year of us recording and then releasing that record, they were in the studio recording this one. And I'm not going to say that we inspired this, but I'm not going to say we didn't. Yeah, no, I, I think, uh, <laughs> I think the, uh, some commonalities between these records. Um, I love the guitar tones on both of these records. Oh my God. I yes. love the way the drums sound, uh, on both of these records. I think the bass sounds a little better on the long since record. Just, just saying, but, well, uh, you know, there's something to be said for talent. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, so, no, I'm just kidding. So wait, yeah. How does that work in your favor then? <laughs> it doesn't, it doesn't at all. Um, and it's funny cause I totally forgot that Ed recorded this record. Uh, and the first line that I wrote in my notes was about the guitar tones on this how fucking like full and lush they are and let's just like start to finish how good across the board these tones are. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I would agree that my bass tones were better, <laughs> but I, you know, I also don't know what, uh, I mean, this guy is a, a very talented bass player and his tones aren't bad. Uh, I don't know what he was like in the studio. He might've actually known what the fuck he was doing and maybe he like had input uh, whereas I was completely worthless and just like, sure, whatever you say, Ed. <laughs> <laughs> hey, 
Hey, the, you know, there's there's an argument to be made though that uh, sometimes you just have to let the expert, um, you know, be the expert, and that is correct. And that would be Ed Ed Rose <laughs> in this in this case. Uh, I I just I love this record. the The opening track "Give Me a Sign." That's what we heard coming into the podcast because uh, it's just. Uh, just that that riff it opens with is just a banger. Oh my god! Just an absolute fucking jam. Yeah, right from the start. Yeah. Uh, and actually, um, I don't remember now if it was Joshua or if it was you that showed me this, but I, I found out about this basically at the same time. So I'm assuming Josh just was telling everyone, "You're like, you got to listen to this because that's what he does." And like putting this on for the first time and hearing that opening riff. I'm like, okay, yeah, I'm in. Yeah. Yeah. You know, those riffs that you hear and you're like, fuck, I wish I wrote that riff. This is one of those for me. There's a bunch on this record that, uh, I feel that way about. And yeah, that's, that's definitely one. Um, and like one thing that they do really well across this record, in addition to the tones uh, on the guitars is like the, um, the vocals are, like they have these like huge like callback call and response stuff like on this song in the chorus with the hey's, uh, they have these like really really tight harmonies across the board and everything just like fits and flows so well together in every track. It's almost like this record was produced by some kind of sonic mastermind. <laughs> it's 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 almost like people who knew what they were doing were involved in this. Yeah. Um, I was reading a little bit about the, the history of the band uh, right before we, we started recording. Uh, and uh, if you're not familiar with Man Alive at all, uh, I mean, who, who can blame you? They've kind of been out of, uh, out of the scene for a while now. But uh, they're actually from Jerusalem, Israel. So they, they started up in 1999 and were basically active for most of the same time that uh, Long Since Forgotten was. And it makes me really bummed that like I never got a chance to encounter them during that time. Like I didn't hear about them till like 2009, probably. Yeah. Um, and they were actually still active at least in 2016. Like I did some searching around, found like a, a Facebook page that uh, had some some posts as late as 2016. There's some YouTube stuff of them recording in like the mid 2010s. Um, but yeah, so they they built up like a really big like uh, kind of indie underground grassroots following in Israel, but we're having trouble like breaking out of that scene because, especially like labels here in the states, we're like, eh, we don't know if we want to spend the money to like send them on tour and like, eh, it's too much of a risk. And so like they saved up their own money and borrowed and like did what they had to do to scrape together the money, and Ed did what he did best and was like. Yeah, here's what I'll I'll do for you, and like he struck a deal with them and made this just fucking gem, and like it's the world's a better place for this record being in it. Yes, I would agree. <laughs> I would agree completely. And they actually have two records after this, the the last of which being released in 2013, um, that are also fantastic records. But this for me is you know if you were only going to listen to one man alive album in your entire life it'd be this one i think uh yeah this this is uh i think the perfect representation of of what this band is and and, and what this band sounds like at least in my book i've put on the at least one of their newer records like once or twice but like i always come back to this record if i'm coming back to this band at all uh and that i say that as though like i wouldn't i do <laughs> yeah <laughs> Sometimes I just confuse myself. Um, another thing I love is in these uh, in these tracks is there's a lot of like dynamic shifts in like, throughout them. Like this one has like like we said this huge riff that opens it up and this big chorus with the call and response. Uh, but then they do a, a chugga chugga breakdown, which actually works really well. Like sometimes that that doesn't that doesn't land, uh, but in this case it does. Mm -hmm. And they have these like bitch and harmonizing guitars. Uh, and then come back out of that breakdown with just the uh, gang vocal uh, chorus and drums. And it's just like, it's so minimalist, but so huge at the same time. It really is. Uh, and some of the guitar work on this song is just, you know, phenomenal. Um, both the guitar players in this band are, are, are really, really good and uh, are, are really good at doing exactly what the song needs and nothing more. 
Like mm-hmm. you get the sense that they could totally shred your face off, but that's not what the song needs. So it's not what they do. And I love the restraint that, that shows because it's so easy to overdo it sometimes. Uh, but these guys just do exactly what's needed at every, at every given moment. And I love it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, um, you know, sometimes that's a, like a, a big, like harmonizing octave. Sometimes it's like, a really like like catchy ass uh, lead riff, and sometimes it's just like simple acoustic strumming, and like you said, it's it's always the right thing for that moment in the song. Yeah, I think a really good example of the acoustic strumming in the song is uh, is actually the next track, "Say What You Want." Yeah, say what you want is, uh, I mean, I, I've said it before, but I'm a sucker for a good three-quarter jam, uh, and this one absolutely is. Um, and it's, like, it's really, it's driven by the acoustic. Like, there's more, and it builds up throughout uh, throughout the rest of the song. Uh, in fact, it, uh, all of those elements that I was calling attention to just moments ago with like the, the big octave riffs, uh, the just like sick little lead licks and the acoustic, um, are all present throughout this song and all have their place at like just the right time. Um, but one thing I I really like that really stands out to me is the second verse, uh, where they take it back to just acoustic drum and bass. Mm -hmm. Uh, but there's this lead, that kind of like dances over the top of it in the second half of the verse, and like that just works so well. And ah, I wish I would like I would love to see some of these tracks live. And like you can find some uh, live video of them. In fact, I'll, I'll link some in the show notes. 
Uh, but there's not a lot out there, just given the time that they were uh, that they were touring, and I think probably how limited time that they spent, um, like outside of uh, outside of Israel, uh, like touring the U.S. and whatnot. I don't think there's a lot that really made it onto the internet. Um, but I have watched some of it, and they were really good. <laughs> I, I'm not surprised uh, based on their record alone. I, I get the feeling this would be a good uh, a good live band. I mean. You know, you can do a lot with studio magic, but when you have a record this good, I feel like it's hard to fake that. Yeah. The bridge of this track also really stands out to me because they bring the, the, like, uh, the tone like way, way down uh, and it's led by a piano, but the piano is basically like doubling the acoustic riff. Yes. Uh, and then there's just this like really kind of like light, but really feedbacky lead that uh, just comes in over the top of it. And it's like it builds and builds and builds. And then uh, again, the last chorus is just huge with that lead. That's um, like really kind of bouncy and dancey sort of lead and the like huge octave riffs. I just, I get jazzed thinking about it. Like it's playing in my head right now. Yeah, and me, I too, know better. me too. I'm not, I'm not going to, I'm not going to vocalize it at all. I know better, but it's in there and I'm getting stoked about it. But it does it does beg the question, Caleb. Why would you want me to walk away now? Why? Why would you want me to walk away? <laughs> what a jam! What a jam! I I I went looking for lyrics uh, for this record, and there are a, most of the tracks are actually up on on Genius Lyrics. Uh, but not all of them, and this one is is missing, and that made me sad. Um, I bet you almost, I bet you almost twenty dollars. Like I bet you nineteen dollars and eighty seven cents. That it's <laughs> so specific. That j- almost twenty dollars. That uh, that Josh still has the CD, and the CD has the uh, the liner notes in it. Oh, probably, probably. Get Josh on Did the I... podcast. Let's go. Get, get <laughs> his ass on the podcast. Just call them up right now. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to remember if I ever actually owned this CD or if I just got a copy from him. I mean, I can tell you right now that the copy that I still have in my iTunes library is his CD that I ripped on my laptop. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, It's just because I remember, again, being introduced to Open Surgery and uh, the Controlling the Famous record at the same time. And I know that I had Controlling the Famous on disc because uh, I was still mostly listening to CD at the time. We've actually talked about that, how, how slow I was to adopt digital mm-hmm. uh, exclusively as a format. Uh, so I feel like I must have either like stolen his copy uh, or went and got, a, got one of my own. <laughs> so this record is going to be a hard one for me because I want to talk about every song, and then I want to talk about some songs on the other records too. But we can't do that. No. We really can't. Um, I think I would like to go out on the title track. Okay. Uh, but since I've already picked two, do you want to pick one? I would like to talk about fire.
because Fire has quite possibly one of my favorite riffs of all time that is just always stuck in my head whenever I like whenever I listen to this record. Uh, and it's one that I think you and I have both like sat and just like played at least parts of for like hours at a time. You know, like, oh, without a doubt, not, without a doubt, not, not feeling productive and just want to play a, a sick riff. Um, and it's what like I love the uh, the drum beat in this one. It's one of the like pop 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 pop, and like it's so like driving, but it's also like again, it's it's back to the acoustic really, mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. pushing that riff forward, uh, and it's such a, a cool like it's a it's like a mid tempo pop punk song, but it's not pop punk at all. Uh, in fact, I love I, I told you I was kind of scouring YouTube looking for for videos, and I found a video. I think it was just like a one where it was just like the the cover art for this record, and it was the audio for Rewind, uh, one of the earlier tracks on the record, uh, and. Somebody must have made a comment uh, or like tried to describe the band or something like that, and that comment was long gone. I couldn't find any like any trace of it. But uh, the I think it's the the bassist um, commented just commented uh, not Christian, not pump pop punk. So I'm assuming that somebody must have described them as a Christian pop punk band. And he's like, "Fuck that! No, we're not." You know, I could <laughs> I could actually see. I could see that because they do kind of sound like they might be a Christian band. I don't, and I don't, I don't have any reason to back that up, but like in my <laughs> head, in my head, if you just played this, Hey, this is this Christian, like pop punk band. I'd be like, Oh, okay, sure. Yeah. Um, and I mean, that could in part be like the, the scene that they came out of where there was a, a little bit of overlap with the like Christian pop punk and indie scene at the time. Uh, and in part it could be because like some of their songs just have like a bit of like a positivity vibe to them, mm-hmm. but like there really isn't anything. I think there might be one vaguely religious reference in the whole record. There's one where it uh, talks about the, the prophets, uh, speaking from the, from the past or something like that. Um, but otherwise there's nothing really like religious leaning and all about the, uh, the lyrics that I've been able to catch. Um, so yeah, I'm not really sure where that impression comes from. I think it's just the, 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 I, I, the, the sound of the band, like the overall sound and style of the band and probably the fact that they were a militia group. Cause didn't militia group have a few Christian, uh, they, punk bands maybe. They definitely had some some overlap with that scene. Like I think of uh, Acceptance came out of like the Christian pop punk scene yeah, in yeah. Seattle area, and they were on Militia Group. And I think there was a few more, but like Militia Group was just like they were L.A. just like indie rock. So I think it's not and stuff. I think it's not necessarily that like I got the impression that they were, but if someone told me they were, I wouldn't be like, no, they're not. I'd be like, oh, that makes sense. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> I guess I don't know. Um, but either way, Christian or not, pop punk or not, every song's a jam. Uh, back in in Fire, uh, we talked about how it had this kind of like mid tempo, like pop punk driving uh, riff to the uh, the verses, but then the the chorus is just this slow and big kind of anthemic chorus, uh, and then like it even shifts again in the bridge where it's this big like. Uh, you know the harmonizing octave chords and the the, the harmonizing vocals and everything. It's this, like it grows and grows and grows into this huge thing. Where like in the final chorus, uh, again, like this: Are you gonna run away from the fire? Will every uh, every little word that's left unspoken keep haunting you? Fucking great lyrics mm-hmm. uh, and just like huge sing along moment. And we're you know right towards the end of the record, second to last track, and like they just they have not let up this entire record. Like you're still wanting to like, like windows down, sing along to every track, uh, you know, the whole way through. And it's, I think it's only a little over a half an hour too. So like it, 36 it hits hard. Minutes. Yeah. It hits hard and fast and then it's done. And just like, fuck, I have to start this over now. Yeah. Which is what I've been doing basically this entire week. It's just yeah, no, it to this does, record. It does repeat. beg you to listen to it again, which is great. Um, 
And it was great because it's it's reasonably short. Uh, I was able to just put it on and do it like in another full listen through right before we recorded this too. And it's like it, it just it doesn't get old. It really doesn't. I mean, like I said, I've been jamming out this record pretty regularly since I think 2008, 2009 when your brother gave it to me. It, it this this record and a record that we're probably going to do at some point uh, by the exit uh, yes. new beat. Oh he gave God. me he gave me those two records on the same day. And those two records have been in rotation for me pretty consistently for the last decade. Oh, that, yeah. I can't wait to talk about that one. Yeah, it's, that's going to be a good one. Uh, well, why don't we take a break? We'll hear from our sponsor this week. And when we come back, we will talk about uh, some more songs off of Open Surgery by Man Alive. Stay tuned. The Storyteller Series is a podcast bringing back classic radio theater, featuring engaging storytelling delivered to you monthly. From narrated tales to character-driven stories performed by multiple voice actors, all will bring you on an audible journey. Join us at StorytellerSeriesPodcast.com or wherever you get podcasts. You're still listening to Left of the Dial. I'm still Kitsy. Caleb is still whatever I said earlier. <laughs> I already <laughs> forgot. And that just actually like really drives home the point uh, that I, I, I'm making so little impact you don't even remember. I should have gone with stationary. The stationary Caleb Coy. <laughs> uh, except I can't stand still long enough. You That's true. Me. But speaking of stationary... Stationary. Stationary is the name of track three on Open Surgery, and that's the song you just heard coming back in from the break. Uh, or is it? Or is it? I hope it is. Me too. Uh, otherwise, I'm going to feel really silly having said that. This, I fucking love this song, and it's one, uh, I should say another one because I've, I've said this already, but it's, this gets stuck in my head immediately and permanently when, <laughs> whenever I hear this record. It's like, over and over and over again. And this chorus is 
one of the catchiest things on the whole fucking record. Um, so we open with this big, like, um, like palm muting staccato, like huge drum and guitar uh, part. Uh, and it's like, just not full on like yelling, but like, just kind of like shouted lyrics and it just, it's like high energy is huge. Uh, and then like, it pauses for a moment and into this just like super catchy melodic chorus. Um, and I love that little drop uh, where everything kind of stops and there's just that little guitar riff, a little guitar, like little guitar lead little thingy that transitions in yes. the chorus. And then everything, yes. and then the, the, like the drums kick back in, the whole thing comes in. It's just, ah, I love it. And I love, like the imagery in this is track is, um, I forget where, but it's also repeated somewhere else where he's, when he's talking stationary, he's talking about literally like pen and paper. Like you would take notes on stationary, not like standing still uh, being stationary. Uh, And I didn't realize that until I actually like sat and read and then like focused on the lyrics uh, where he says, I'll say just about anything. I've got this paper and a pen. It's quite the plot to do me in short fight and stationary wins. (laughs) Like, oh, Neat. <laughs> um, and I feel like, and I, I, I spent a little time trying to interpret uh, lyrics on these tracks. I don't necessarily, I don't necessarily get them. I don't, I don't really understand, uh, and that's okay. Uh, but it, it almost kind of feels like, just like talking through the uh, the process of of writing. Maybe, maybe not. I don't know. I'm just going to have to agree with you because I missed half of that. I know. I saw you take <laughs> off your headphones to fix something and I just kept going. <laughs> that was, you know, it's kind of a, that was kind of a metaphor for how my life is going right now where I accidentally popped the, the head, the cable out of my headphones. And so I went, oh shit, I need to fix these. And I went to take off my headphones to fix them and knocked my glasses off my face. Uh, which uh, activated a keyboard shortcut on my keyboard that minimized all my windows on my screen. (laughs) Oh, do you need a minute? Uh, I need a new life. Okay. Anyway, Um, you were saying stationary. Yeah. And then like, it comes to this chorus where like, uh, I just, I love these lines. It takes time for all that you want to say to come out right. And that's fine until every word becomes immortalized. I find the more you can see, the more I realize I need time. Uh, and like this, even like that, that first line, it takes time for all that you want to say to come out right. Like, yeah, it does. Mm-hmm. I need time. I need time. Uh, and it gets even better uh, later on when they bring in a call and response part. Uh, so you get, you know, this uh, repeat, like this come out right, comes immortalized, realize, like these callback parts, which again, I'm not going to sing. Um, oh. Because even if I didn't know that you were just going to auto tune them, um, my voice is shit today. Um, today? My head's, all, my head's all stuffed up. I'm going to ignore that. <laughs> <laughs> That's probably for the best. <laughs> But then uh, there's a, a bridge where they just bring like the energy way down, and it's just like one picking guitar uh, with the you know the vocals, and it's just really quiet. Uh, but that's a really like an interesting juxtaposition with the lyrics, where he's saying, "Oftentimes things I want no one to hear, I must shout, and what I want screamed from the rooftops must not be let out." Uh, so it's this really quiet part, uh, but speaking about just like. Like the need to just shout and scream. I talked about the like the the big like palm mute staccato parts, um, but there's also like, um, and I'm 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 not going to do this justice. I'm trying to find the right words to explain it, which is perfect for this song. Um, but there's a moment where it goes to uh, almost like a little breakdown in between lines, where it's a do 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 do. Um, but then there's like times where that goes to like a halftime and it's this big like rock. Like, what is that face you're making? Did you see who transcribed the lyrics for uh, Man Alive on Genius.com? 
I did not. It's going to blow your mind. Pressburg. It's the same one who did Long Since Forgotten. I know, right? <laughs> oh. I forgot what I was saying, but that's really cool. <laughs> Sorry, I it just that that popped up, and I was like, "What?" <laughs> so it's someone who was uh, had really good taste, but then also listened to Long Since Forgotten. <laughs> nice. <laughs> oh, now it gets real weird because if you go to Pressburg's profile, it says looks like Pressburg doesn't have any contributions. Oh no. How deep does this go? I wonder if they if they only count things where they do um, like song bios or like song meanings. If they don't count like lyric contributions, um, I don't know because there's a little drop down there where you can look for transcriptions. Oh yeah, it does say zero transcriptions. That is weird. How deep does this go? This is so weird. Oh my goodness. Uh, top accomplishments. So it goes through all of the uh, artists that this person has contributed to. Uh, and there's some Brian Adams, which I can get into. POD. <laughs> and right under POD <laughs> is Devo. Devo, but then also Ricky Martin. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and Eiffel 65. This is amazing. Tony Hatch. How about that? But not, not to be confused with Richard Hatch. Well, they're brothers, aren't they? I have no idea. Oh, okay. But anyway. Upset about something. Pressburg. But yeah, stationary. It's another fucking jam. These huge, like, breakdown parts, like, in between uh, verse lines, and, like, it's just, it's fun. It's a jam. There is a dope pick slide coming out of that bridge into the last chorus. Yeah, there is. And, like, you got to give props to a good pick slide. Oh, you have to. Because if there's anything I know about Ed Rose, is that he loves a good pick slide. I mean, who doesn't? Pressburg. Pressburg. Pressburg wouldn't appreciate a good pick slide. No. Press- <laughs> Pressburg never did appreciate a good pick slide, did he? <laughs> so I think uh, we would be remiss if we did not talk about uh, the sixth track on the record. You could call it the last song on the A side of the record. Mm, you could. Which is uh, catchphrases, slogans, and chants. Yeah. 
this speaks to the caliber of this entire record. Uh, that this is probably my least favorite song on the record, but it's still an absolute fucking jam. Uh, and when I say least favorite, I mean I will still rock the fuck out to it because it's so good. It is. I, I don't really have much to say about this song, except I want to tell a story about this song. Oh. From when we lived together back in, in oh. the day in Syracuse. Uh, I'm intrigued. For those of you who don't know, Caleb and I lived together in Syracuse with uh, our, our roommate and bandmate Chris. And Chris had a cat, and the cat also lived with us. Fuck that cat. The cat was a dick. It was. But I remember very distinctly, I think it was Punk Rock Breakfast, actually, <laughs> uh, which was what we would do on the weekends or weekdays. We worked retail. Weekends weren't re- were meaningless to us. Uh, yeah. Where we'd wake up and we'd blare punk rock in the house and cook breakfast uh, and then eat breakfast. And uh, so, Sometimes I still do that. Yeah, no, it's, it's, it's a good tradition. Uh, it's funny cause you say punk rock breakfast, people go, what's that? And I'm like, it's exactly what it sounds like. <laughs> <laughs> there's, there's no ambiguity here. Like yeah. we're not hiding anything. It's, it does what it says on the tin. Like <laughs> as our, as our Brit friends would say. Um, but, uh, there was one morning, I think I was, I was making the, uh, the home fries and, uh, this song was on. And it got to that breakdown part where it's, uh, what is it? There are times for uh, silence. There are times for action, but mostly there are times to listen and listen with some love. Mm-hmm. And then it gets into that really good call and response, shouty kind of breakdown thing. Uh, and I just remember you getting, uh, like Chris's cat was just kind of chilling on the pompazon chair and you were just getting like all up in its face. Like, you know, I can't, <laughs> I don't know how to do this in the podcast and audio medium, but you were just like up in his face, like singing the long, like right in his face. And he's just looking at you like, what the fuck is happening right now? Because you know what? Uh, Mac needed to listen with some love. He did. Yes. And I probably got a claw to the face for my efforts. <laughs> well, that was time for action. <laughs> so maybe Mac was trying to tell me that uh, for me, it was time for silence. <laughs> <laughs> that's accurate that is absolutely accurate i don't remember that happening but i have no doubt in it's 100 percent authenticity uh because that is very on brand for me yeah no it's 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 a memory that will never leave my mind <laughs> i still sing to my dog uh and she doesn't like it anymore than uh, Mac did, uh, but she never hurts me for my trouble. I mean, I don't think she could. She's wee. <laughs> she's very small. <laughs> she's just she's so wee. She's she's around here grumbling about some noise she heard outside, but I think she walked away. Maybe she needs to listen with some love. She needs to listen with some love. She she also needs time for silence. <laughs> She thinks it's always time for action. And like, what are you going to do? Like, really? What, like, I've had friends with shoes larger than you. <laughs> that is... <laughs> I, have to, I have to wheel myself back over to my microphone now. I rolled across the room laughing. (laughs) That is so much funnier than what I was going to say. I feel like there's only one thing left to do, Caleb. What's that, Kitsy? Well, this, this record is called Open Surgery. And the title track is also called open surgery because that's how title tracks work. I think I was in a mood when I was doing my notes for this record because uh, I absolutely love this song. Uh, but the only thing in my notes for this track is, as far as title tracks go, this is one. It is. I am <laughs> <laughs> um, also grateful for uh, having lyrics that I can read again uh, because... This is one of those songs where, like, I always heard one thing and then never really questioned it. Mm-hmm. When realistically, the actual lyrics 
make more sense. Oh, do tell. Uh, well, it's it's a very simple. Uh, where in the the chorus, uh, for the longest time, I just thought it was something along the lines of, uh, "As for you, my friend, this is an open surgery." Like as is an, like this is happening. Open surgery is happening mm-hmm. on you, and, and and this is it. Uh, but it's better. Uh, so as for you, my friend, this isn't open surgery. And if it were, you'd be most underqualified. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> you better keep those evil instruments away from me, which I always knew was part of it, which why it didn't make much sense with the fact that, like, this is an open surgery. I'm like, why, why are the instruments evil? I've laid here too long. You're fixing me all wrong. <laughs> like, there's a few moments on this record that I think... Um, the like the, the the grammatical structure might be a victim of translation uh, to the point where like it it doesn't not make sense but like it's it's a little awkward and this is one of them but I, I still love it it fucking works and has there ever been more shade than if it were you'd be most underqualified <laughs> I'm sure there has but I can't think of any right now <laughs> I also just I love the first. The first verse of this, too. You can stop me if I get too far ahead. And if these words are ones you've already been fed, you can turn it off. You can write it off. You can leave. Mm-hmm. And there's the, just the huge, huge riff uh, on these uh, verses. The do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do. Yeah! <laughs> you did it! I'm so happy. That one required minimal effort. It did, but I'm still happy about it. I do welcome you to join in the exchange. It's for this purpose that this forum's been arranged. It's where you and I can look eye to eye and disagree. But as for you, my friend, this is an open surgery. The theme, like, very much seems to be around, like, trying to, like, come to an understanding with people and, like, understanding that, like, disagreement's okay and discussion is okay. And, like, if you're not cool with it, then... uh, like, it's also fine for you to just fucking leave. There we go. <laughs> it's not hard. I mean, sometimes it's hard, but it's, it's not like it's surgery. And if this it was. Isn't ro- <laughs> this isn't rocket surgery. Oh, there we go. <laughs> well, I think that's probably as good a place as any to, uh, to wrap up this episode of Left of the Dial. Uh, I do want to give... One honorable mention to the track Hold On, which we just don't have time to cover, but is one of my favorites on this record as well. Uh, uh, yeah. So if you're if you're not going to listen to the whole record and you're only going to listen to the ones that we uh, have told you about, go ahead and listen to Hold On as well. Yeah. Um, and then while you're there, I would also recommend checking out Rewind, uh, Victory Song, On the Air, Against the Wall, and IRL. Is that really just the, the rest of the track? Yes. Yes, it is. Okay. Uh, yeah. So one thing that uh, we definitely want to make sure we, we get across this uh, episode is to remember to, uh, if you're enjoying the podcast, remember to subscribe so that, uh, you know, we hope to never have a, a, a week as bad as uh, this one was for Kitsy again. But, you know, th- sometimes life happens, things get in the way. So uh, if you ever want to make sure that you don't miss an episode, if one drops a little late like this, make sure you give us a subscribe. Uh, and we appreciate you uh, joining us for for this episode. And hey, while you're there, uh, take a second and rate us on iTunes because that actually really helps out. Uh, you know, helps the algorithm get us in front of more people and helps more people find the podcast. So if you if you're digging what we're what we're doing here, please just take a minute and give us a quick little uh, iTunes review if you'd be so kind. Yeah, all we want to do is uh, you know share the, uh, the the great music that we come across um, from our own collections and from our, our guests and whatnot. Uh, I know a lot of times we try to push uh, if there's music available for purchase for this uh, for the bands that we talk about. I did check; there is a Bandcamp page for a Man Alive. It is decidedly not this band, uh, but you know what? Fuck it, check them out anyway. If it's uh, if what that the, this other band is is your jam. And uh, throw them a couple bucks. Yeah, why not? Why not? Why yeah. the fuck not? Why the fuck not? Spread the love, you know? <laughs> well, Caleb, uh, until next week, if I wanted to uh, keep up with you and, and what you're doing and the goings-on of your life, where would I do so? Well, sure. You can check me out on social media, uh, Twitter and Instagram, at Caleb Micah. Hey, Caleb. Uh, you can also... Hey, oh, hey. <laughs> hi. Uh, <laughs> 
I did not see that coming. You can also check out the rest of our Night Shift Radio shows over at nightshiftradio.com slash shows. See how easy I made that for you? Yeah. Uh, but Kitsy, uh, where can they find you? Well, hang on, Caleb. Tell me more about these Night Shift Radio shows. What uh, what might I be interested in over there? What do, like, oh. Like, what other shows are there? Oh, are so, they good? Uh, on the Night Shift Radio network, uh, they're all terrible shows, and, like, you would hate them all. No. Uh, they're all at yeah, least so- as bad as this one. They're all at least as bad as this one. Well, I'm looking, uh, I'm looking here at nightshiftradio.com slash shows, and it looks like uh, there's a couple cool podcasts on here, a couple of stinkers too, but, uh, uh, <laughs> but I am seeing there's a, there's a second edition one, which appears to be a podcast about Battlestar Galactica. Oh, uh, yeah, how interesting. We might want to check that one out, you and I, because uh, that yeah. sounds like something we'd be very into. There might be a new episode coming out uh, very, very soon of the Storyteller series. Uh, so if you were a fan of the old time radio shows, uh, the, the theater of the mind, uh, you should definitely give that a check out. We, uh, we find, uh, great independent authors and, uh, do full audiobook productions of their works. And you can also check out, uh, over on nightshiftradio.com. We have the print editions of those shows. If, uh, audio isn't your jam, which, uh, if it is, I don't know how you made it this far, uh, but also some exclusive, uh, <laughs> Off-cycle, uh, print-only edition stories that you can check out. So uh, head on over to uh, to that as well. There's also uh, a great podcast called Never Heard of It that you may not have heard of. Uh, we're Caleb Coy over here and our buddy Michael Fight uh, talk about terrible, terrible movies. And I don't know why they do this to themselves every week, but they do. They do it for you, so it's rude of you not to listen. Uh, we do it so you don't have to. Yes, exactly. Uh, and then uh, we've also got the, uh, the Super Pod Hero cast, which is... Uh, Another episode, another show on the network. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, our friends uh, Todd and Casey talking about superhero movies, and uh, all while uh, enjoying some some fresh beers. So you so could say guys it's... with beers talking about movies with capes. That's exactly what I was going to say. Oh well, then we were on the the same page here. Clearly. <laughs> so yeah, uh, check out nightshiftradio.com/shows uh, if any of these. Uh, Shows uh, sound appealing to you. Give them a subscribe as well, and and check them out, and uh, keep your uh, your eyes and ears open for uh, more great content as the uh, the worst year of our lives uh, continues. Yeah, because let's be honest, we have nothing better to do than make podcasts right now, <laughs> and no one stopped us yet, so we're just gonna keep doing it. Uh, yeah, you can find us though uh, if you want more specifically of this podcast you can find us at left of the dial.fm uh where you can listen to this episode and all past episodes and get links to everything that we've talked about and probably a few things we forgot to talk about as well uh you can also find us on social media instagram twitter and the facebook at left of the dial pc the pc does actually stand for podcast not personal computer no matter how many times ted leo says otherwise I really uh, look forward to the day that we don't don't have to explain that anymore. I, this is I, just I do too, but you know, in the past, it's behind us. Uh, if I could say just one thing directly to Ted Leo, everyone who's not Ted Leo, please cover your ears. Uh, <laughs> Ted, uh, stop trying to make personal computer happen. It's not going to happen. It's, no, it's just not. It's, it's, it's a podcast. It's passe. Yeah. Uh. Anyway, if you're if you're not Ted Leo, you can now uncover your ears and listen to the rest of what I'm going to say, which I'm going to do now. Uh, this has been Left of the Dial. I've been Kitsy. Caleb has been Coy. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll be back next week with another record. Can write it off, you can live.